Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to the show. Brought to you by Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael and Moscow with you on YouTube and audio as well. Uh, the weekly show where we we wrap up everything that's going on in the world of Leeds. Tough at the minute, isn't it? Uh, hmm. Before we get round to all that, quick mention of TSB Plus as well. This week for our members, we've got a Tony Dorigo two-parter over on the Extra Ball where we reminisce about the joys of 1991-1992. So if you can't stand the present day, that's the place to head. It's definitely the best way. I was watching old old episodes of Top of the Pops <laughs> the other night as a way of escaping Everton's win. Excellent. And we've got a new show as well out for members. Propaganda Extra, more of the stuff that you love from that show as well. And this week, featuring a splendid clip from a motivational speaker, very much like Jake Humphrey, two peas in a pod, you'd mm. imagine. High performance people. Yeah. Upping your Elvis. That is over on the um, the Extra Ball feed. Have a look at that. If you want details on that, have a look at the squareball.net forward slash plus. Part one is the news then. And Stuart Dallas has a fractured femur, which... We were talking about shattered kneecaps on the match ball, weren't we? About how that sounded bad. This sounds mega bad. Mm. I actually watched this back because I didn't properly know what had happened. It doesn't look all that bad, does it, weirdly? like It feels like you, you see worse things in games, but you can tell. Do you think he's made a meal of it? <laughs> it's just awful to watch because he's obviously in a huge amount of pain. There's a bit where Phillips comes over to him and he kind of almost like holds his hand for a little bit of it. It's quite, oh. it's quite touching. It's like, oh God. Yeah, you, you knew, I mean, joking apart, you knew, didn't you, when he's, when he's pounding the turf like he was, he was just calling to the bench, to the bench, to the bench, come mm-hmm. see me. Like, oh, this doesn't look good. I always remember that with um, when Alan Smith broke his leg and the first person to him was the referee and he was sitting there and he kind of put his hand up and started like, as if he was clambering up to hold on to a parent or something. Obviously, I wasn't quite as sympathetic as I was as I, about Stuart Dallas. Because I'm a terrible human. Mm. He's going to be a miss though, isn't he? Because he's played basically all of our Premier League games since we uh, we came back up. And we're a bit light on bodies at the minute. Mm. And he's he was basically the backup plan for any position that needed filling, wasn't he? So, yeah. And based on Junior Furpo's left-back appearance, maybe would have liked him there as well for some games. But yeah, he's, he's going to be a huge miss. And he's, um, yeah, the number of games he started for us recently and just his place within, you know, other other... Leeds United modern greats as well like 266 appearances Nigel Martin and yeah. Lucas is in that kind of a ballpark past past Lee Bowyer's appearances for us on the weekend so yeah just get more soon for him I suppose it's going to be a, a very long time you would imagine till we yeah. see him again yeah honestly get well soon it's, it looked bloody horrible didn't it and he's, he's just an all round good egg is Dallas isn't he 
of all the players you could take a dislike to in the squad. You could find reasons if you wanted to carve one out for just about any of them. Stuart Dallas, I don't think I could. We're trying to think of one now, aren't we? <laughs> what has Stuart Dallas ever done to upset me? Nothing, really. He's fine, isn't he? Exactly. Just, uh, and it's with Liam Cooper being injured as well. We're kind of running short on experience in the, for the running as well. The whole thing this weekend has just felt, it's felt like everything has gone wrong. Mm. Unbreakable Stuart Dallas, Cooper, who has been our best player since returning, all the other results going against us. It's not been very much fun. Have we had from adversity? Mm, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one completely counterintuitive thing that you hang on to. It's like, well, maybe from here, this is the redemption story of Leeds United this season is that against all odds, we managed to claw it back. Do it for Stewie. <laughs> we just limply go down. Yeah, could be either. I hope it's the former rather than the latter, but, you know, here we are. And Cooper, I think Cooper's going to be a miss as well because we've obviously looked a lot steadier at the back since he's been in. He might be all right. It might have just been that game. And Don't we had any more on it? No, no, just said not. he felt weird. He had a weird feeling in his knee, said Jesse. So they, he didn't play, but he went and sat on the bench instead. But then it was noticeable that uh, when... Was it when Dallas was injured? But Llorente was never warming up. It was Charlie Craswell was out getting ready. But I think, you know... We've said Charlie's got the confidence that I wouldn't mind him playing in the rest of the games. And then try to think of who can play right back. Jamie Shackleton just come fit. And I think he could fit in this team quite well. So from a footballing point of view, your hope will be okay. And also so that Stuart Dallas can then just concentrate on getting his leg better without worrying about who's going to play right back. And from a terrible weekend, it seems like just the perfect time to launch... Some crypto assets. <laughs> so for charity. For, 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 you want charitable sod. Char- yeah. Do you, why, why do you hate the people of Ukraine, Dan? As demonstrated by our, um, when we sold those fungible t-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, you get a real life t-shirt in exchange for handing over some of your money. We've given all the profits of that to Ukraine charities, UNICEF. At the uh, F off Bob t-shirts, you mean? Yeah, you? this is right. Yeah. So just to say, if you missed this one, we, um, we raised, thanks to you, over 4,100 quid which I think we can be proud of. The NFTs, I'm not so sure about. Do you know what it feels like to me? Because I'm feeling quite nihilistic about Leeds United. It feels to me like Andrea Ratrazzani has probably wanted to do some NFTs for ages and this is the way they've managed to get it through with him. Yeah. They've gone, we'll do it for charity and we'll chuck in some extra stuff too. Because in fairness, you get the NFT, which to my mind is utterly worthless, but you do also get some hospitality tickets and a pitch side tour and to go to a training session and stuff. And that's fungible stuff that you get as a result of the non-fungible. So what is the NFT of then? Is it a picture a of picture that? picture of the back of the shirt. Is it an actual picture of the actual shirt or is it a no. digital mock-up? It's a digital mock-up and it spins around and it's got the signature of the player on it. Right. Like a, a drawing of the signature of the if player. Because I saw the pictures that people had clipped yeah. uh, and it looked shit. Yeah, it looked shit. Mm. I mean, that's the thing is this doesn't work. I mean, leaving lots of things aside, it doesn't even work as an NFT because that's why you need all the hospitality tickets and the pitch side tour and all that stuff to make it valuable. And then there are, people will tell you that there are like viable use cases for NFTs in the metaverse. People want to create where they can actually unlock things. They will do things. Um, they'll give you access to games and experiences online that you need to have the NFT technology so it can be managed by the blockchain. All these things will happen because it is um, an NFT. This is literally the the worst <laughs> Use of them, which is just putting a picture on the internet and selling the URL to it. There is nothing to it apart from that it offers nothing. And then 
The only thing it does offer, which I suppose you could say is true of actual T-shirts as well, is resale value. Because once you take away any kind of, like there's a certain kind of genre of um, like cyberpunky art around NFTs that they all have this kind of look. This doesn't have any of that. So there's none of that value. And then it doesn't have any actual utility. So there's none of that value. So the only thing you can do with it is look at it and it looks horrible or hope it appreciates in value and sell it. And that money won't be going to Ukraine because it's just, they will be auctioned off. That money will be donated. And then you will have your Calvin Phillips NFT. And the only reason to own it then is to, you know, occasionally you can show it on your phone. But I mean, I can do that by just going to the website and say, look at that. So ownership is kind yeah, of yeah, but you don't own it, and I think you, I think you're pathetic. And the only benefit of owning it is that it might appreciate in value, and then I can sell it and profit. And that's not what the point of raising money for is, charity is. Is there a Lawrence de Bock one? He's still ours, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't wearing these. I mean, he he could have worn it, given these are digital shirts. Maybe he put one on. Mm. He has more use mm. than but this. Yeah, I, I do worry that this is the start of NFTs. With leads, because Maker's Place, where the, these are being sold, is a, a website where these are sold. Is this, this the, is, is this the gateway drug, Michael? I do wonder. Is, is this the wacky backy? Are yeah. you going to be on the NFT heroin soon? I mean, I won't be buying any, as you as you can well imagine. It's because um, it's worthless essentially, yeah. and they don't even look nice, as we've we've pointed out. There's really nothing to be said for them. The open training session, I could go to that. I don't, I won't mind that. Going to the hospitality. Our hospitality tickets are really expensive as well. Now we're in the Premier League, so. Not, there is a not for long. There is a there is a value to to those. Yeah, get there is the hospitality tickets are for the Brighton game, which is our final Premier League game. So mm. that's a, a big game to at home to go to as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, final home game. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I I'm intrigued to see where this goes with it because I, I feel like this is something that with the, the socios stuff and the way Radrizani seems to be if he, he likes disrupting if, stuff if he wants to disrupt and he wants to make money off NFTs maybe he should NFT his Adam Forshaw tweet because that one is going to be used in evidence against him quite heavily I feel in the next few weeks I mean we did we did hire January 2021 um, Aaron Duckminton became our head of global content and digital strategy and he heads so like he uh, headed up the Leeds Fury launch and he did all the press when we launched on TikTok so expanding into this world is kind of his domain and before he uh locked his twitter account i don't know if he did that this weekend or before one of his few tweets he's not a, a rampant tweeter was kind of a rocket emoji we are all going to the moon elon musk style crypto tweets so he has a very he's a fellow with the you know head of global content and digital strategy at leeds united football club i know a lot of people have been going off at uh, chad hurley who seemed quite <laughs> bemused because um He's, uh, somebody... Chad, Chad, but we should say, is everyone's favourite YouTube founder and also a minor, very minority shareholder yeah. in 49ers Enterprises. He put some money into 49ers Enterprises, who then bought part of Leeds United and, you know, has tweeted his support for Leeds and his investment. Um, he's now getting told he's part of the board, which he's no, um, he's, he's no more part of the board than LL Cool J. But there are people hired by the people who are on the board who are responsible for doing this and the fact that we have somebody whose job this is I mean I suppose in, from one angle it is the future and Leeds Fury seems like that's fine for people who want to play video games against Leeds fans like that's perfectly fine and, and there are maybe I don't really buy it but um, possibilities for NFTs and all that kind of stuff in the future but this internet this is just this is the worst example of NFT usage you can and it's 
come up with. It's the timing as well, because I was thinking about this last night. Why has this annoyed people? And I think it's about sort of context and timing, isn't it? And the content of it as well, which is pretty naff as it stands. Do you remember, I, I resolved on this, do you remember studying at school, and every school kid studies this, do you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs? which was the, it's the pyramid of stuff mm. that you need to survive and, and thrive in life. So at the bottom, basically, the bottom part of the pyramid is you need a roof over your head, you need food, shelter, that kind of thing. And as you get further and further up, it's to do with like aspiration and mm. self-actualization and stuff. It feels to me like Leeds United is, a, you know, to sort of transpose that into a football context. They're trying to do all the stuff at the top of the pyramid with this. At the moment, when we're not very good at the football side of it. Central, midf- the, central midfielders exactly. at the bottom of the pyramid. Like, at the minute, we're not very good at being a football team. Mm. So I think all the stuff that goes above it is annoying people. Yeah, I think if we win this weekend and Burnley and Everton are both lost, they kind of get away with this. <laughs> is the yeah, truth? Is people the truth? Would be of much it. less annoyed. Everybody's people very ready. Like, well, that's shit, but whatever. Whereas yeah. as it is, people are like, well, that's shit, and I'm going to tell you about yeah. it. And and we didn't have a midfielder when we've been crying out for one mm. for four years or whatever it is. But the argument will be that you know socios and whatever going forward or will bring in money. And so we will be able to spend that on midfielders. But, you know, I, I can live without midfielders. Your socios, Honestly, I'd rather just have a club that I like. Your socios token is worth $1.75 today, by the way. Just yeah, it's all just drop, drop, drop. It was, it? at one point, it was as high as $8 by the looks of it. Oh, well. well I'm, sure the, I'm sure your NFT can only gain in value. Other thing to, uh, to compare um, your Leeds token against is Chili's. The thing that um, the people who are running it uh, actually own, and that's gone up. Um, let's have a look. That's only over the last day. Oh no, it's gone down. A month, three months, it's gone down. If you do it to three months, it's gone way, way up, and then it's gone down. And over a year, it's almost like these things are really volatile, <laughs> and uh, you shouldn't just be idly flogging them to people without them understanding the risks or there being any kind of regulatory oversight. The website Web Three is going great. is a really useful um, way of tracking all the ways that people are finding to have their money stolen from them. Um, uh, so when, for example... Stolen. That's a when, very, uh, very emotive term, Moscow. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the Bored Ape project, which is mm. one that everybody knows about, they were launching a new part of the, the project and some people just launched some fake sites that looked like the new project and uh, stole NFTs valued at $6 million from people. What were they actually worth, though? Well, you, but at the moment, you can <laughs> sell them for $6 million. So, it's a mad old world, isn't it? Um, well, I was going to say, the um, yeah. one of the funniest bits was the execution of this as well, where, you know, somebody who represents the left hand in uh, in this particular example wasn't talking to the right hand because the caption at the top of the page was the drop, as in the moment that these things drop, but framed around a terrible week weekend of mm. like, relegation action. It doesn't look good, does it? I mean, and that segues us into relegation watch, so... That's not gone away, has it? No. No, it's very here, front and centre. Well, we're not going to worry about Norwich anymore. They're not catching us. That's good. That's a great relief. It's a load off my mind that I don't have to worry about Norwich no more. Although little Sam Byron going back to the Championship is bad news for him. Getting um, back next year. Just on relegation watch, I mean, this has just been confirmed as we are recording, listening to this, you will know, that Everton's game with Brentford, which is the penultimate weekend, has been moved from 2 o'clock, which is when we play Brighton, to 430 so at the minute we finish against Brighton, Everton will have three games to play. Well, if we win some games between now and then, it's a good bit of pressure to heap on them. If we don't, <laughs> then, um, yeah, I'll probably just go for a walk while those games are on. I think it's for the best, isn't I'm it? I'm not keen on them always knowing what they have to do. 
So we played before them this weekend. We're going to play before them that weekend. Mind you, we when we were on the way to getting promoted, we had to play after everybody for about six weeks, didn't we? So mm. it's, there's no nice way to do it, is there really? Maybe play at the same time. That's mm. a way of doing it. Yep. But that's not going to happen, is it? Because Sky... has got to be on television. Yeah. Uh, relegation watch. Norwich are relegated now. That come as a surprise? Oh, I've not seen that coming for at least nine months. Do you think anybody's contacted their uh, sporting director? Probably halfway up the Himalayas at the moment. That's, that's Leeds fans. Is it Stuart Webber? Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. he? Not asked, is he, about his job there? Nah, Not care. remotely. Uh, Watford are all but confirmed as well. If they drop any more points between now and the end of the season, then they're, they're gone. Or us or Burnley need to get one more point each. Which is doubtful <laughs> for us. <laughs> Which is more likely. <laughs> But now Watford, well, not for the not for the Warwich, you know, they might, yeah. might as well stick with that. Not for the Warwich, yeah. the, the Notfords of this world um, who just come up and go down. Who's put this on the sheet? Wins for Villa and Palace mean they are now totally out of it. They are, aren't they? I think Villa are going to be quite instrumental in it because they um, they play twice against. Is it Burnley? Yeah, they do, don't they? They are, but they're not going down, are they? Do Southampton and Brentford just need to keep an eye on things? Nah, well, fine. They play each other on <laughs> Saturday, so assuming one of them wins, Southampton after that have got Liverpool at home and then Leicester away. Brentford have got Everton away and then us at home. So a defeat for either could spell a little bit of trouble because we're about to go on a hot streak towards the end of are the we? season. We are. Oh, that's good news. Oh, I'll, I'll put my feet up and relax then. I thought we were I thought we were losing all the time. Do you uh, subscribe to the idea there might yet be twists and turns in this? Because I do. I know I'm just, again, I'm talked over on propaganda about being at the bargaining stage of grief, but it doesn't feel like this race is run yet, even though it was a terrible, terrible weekend for us all round. Well, we're still not in the bottom three, aren't we? No. I know Everton have got a game in hand, but... We're not there yet, and they're far from guaranteed to win it because they're. I'm not going to. I'll leave Moscow to say these <laughs> things. Well, we are. We're in better form over the last five games. Everton are lose, win, draw, lose, win. We're win, draw, win, draw, lose. So we that's better. <laughs> for us theirs is not as good. So that's good. Is there any chance we can play Watford again? I mean, that would help. Yeah, we need to play those teams again. But we saw. Oh, it's just really annoying. That we, I mean, Palace draw all their games at quite low scores. So nil-nil at Palace is kind of par. So it's an expected result. And then losing 4-0 to Man City is also par. That's what you'd expect to get from them. So if we're doing kind of what everybody else does against people, then Arsenal have lost 11 games. So we can we can make it 12. Good. Well, they've only drawn three, so it's you know it's win or lose against them, isn't it? And um, why can't it be win? I do suspect if we're going to pip anybody and get out of this, it might be Burnley. Well, you, yeah, you you do think they can't just keep winning games, can they? They're going to end up finishing like ninth if their current form continues, which would be completely wrong of them. Because they've got well, they've got they've got Villa home, Spurs away, Villa away, and Newcastle at home. That I don't think that's an easy sequence of fixtures. I know ours aren't easy. We've got a couple of really tough games in there. Both Brighton and Brentford won't be easy, but it is just do our die time, isn't it? If we don't win any of ours, then we obviously deserve to go down. Are you um, going to talk us through the reassuring statistical analysis of the 538 project? Nope. Or a projection thing I, that you I only, I only wanted to fall back on those statistics when they favoured us. Yep. So we're now in the bottom three, according to that, with yeah. a 45% chance of relegation. They think we will finish on 37 points. Everton, 38. Burnley, 38. I must uh, admit, I've gone through the results loads of times being pessimistic and optimistic and whichever way I do it there's never more than like three points between us Everton and Burnley it's, it's going to go to the wire it's, isn't all, it? it's all really tight if there's a way that Leeds are going to do it it's to do it in this sort of fashion isn't it yeah, that's, that's, that's the one of the things that I cling on to the only thing I can sort of eye as a prediction over the, last, the next couple of weeks is because Everton's next two games are away and they've only won one away all season and it, it has felt like Goodison the Fortress 
has been a big part in their recent form. That they've had a, a little run of home games and the crowd and all that kind of stuff is, has got them going. Leicester away would be a different thing and it would be great if they lost to Watford away. Which there's every chance of as well with Watford. If they can't win away, then... With Watford down, pressure Watford, off. Uh, Roy Hodgson's probably going to start himself in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, Watford's home wins is two and they were both um, ages ago, but... Roy Hodgson in net in sunglasses. <laughs> weird things can happen if, um, if their pressure goes off because... Watford on the beach might be different to uh, Crystal Palace on the beach, for example. They they may all be enthused by the the sight of Roy Hodgson in shorts. We have uh, just yeah, relaxed. Talking about over. Project Five Thirty Eight, like we've gone from ten percent to eighteen percent likely to go down to now forty five percent. The the thing is, when we were ten percent likely to go down, they had us finishing on thirty eight points. We're now in the bottom three and we, they're predicting is on 37. So really, we've not, so, our trajectory no. has not changed all that much. So one point, one point's difference. It's and not our fault and it's yeah. not fair. So, you're, so your isn't. algorithm's bollocks. Yes. Great. And that's the safest conclusion and to draw And that's why Donald me. Trump won the election. Yes. Uh, we, because they forecasted Hillary, we should say. Yeah, the guy who, who runs this whole thing actually tweeted out, we're calling it for Hillary. And he was wrong. And now you've still chosen to use his data. Well done, Dan. He's uh, calling it for Burnley. Yeah. So are we Are we the Donald Trump in this? I think we might be. Um, 23s have finished their season as well. They might be going down. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet relegated. Could be. Yeah, if Chelsea win their game. They need two points, don't they, or something not? Then we are down. I'm not sure they will. But they, they play Spurs, don't they, who are decent. Spurs are sixth. And um, our games are all done. So it's there's nothing we can do now. Look, we might just get it all out of the way in one. One go. <laughs> Double relegation. Get it finished. There's only the women who have done us proud this season, isn't it? Um, they finished their season with a 5-1 win over Chester Street, who are second bottom. Um, they beat Liverpool Feds. The only defeat that the Feds had this season, wasn't it? The Leeds win, which is great news. Mm. And the Feds did celebrate, uh, seal their promotion with a 6-1 win over... This can't even be a real team. United of Manchester. Not having that. United, 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 United of Manchester, Manchester Football Club. Yeah, yeah. They fought, they finished a distance tenth. Uh, Leeds are just the nineteen points behind um, promoted Liverpool Feds. Mm. Newcastle still got a game to go, but can't catch them. And played in front of twenty two thousand St James's Park. Bloody hell! It's a lot of people went mm. to see them. The uh, the takeover. It seems the Saudi state are really promoting women's football. <laughs> So that uh, everybody just concentrates on what's going on on Tyneside and doesn't look Did at what's happening in promoting women's yeah. driving much, or that's still not allowed. Not a, not a great deal. How many how many uh, Anik Town getting after their season of 20, <laughs> 21 games, zero wins, two draws so far? That's a tough watch, isn't it? We shouldn't moan really about Leeds United. They've got one game left as well, according to this table. I'd be tempted if I was them just to concede the nine and get it up to one hundred <laughs> goals against. You want you want it's something to aim for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind true. of achievable, and you've got to. Do what you can do. I think we mentioned yeah. on on this podcast before when Swindon were in the Premier League in the mid nineties that we relegated them. Well, they were down anyway, but mm-hmm. on the final day they conceded ninety five and we went there and beat them five nil, didn't we? To uh, round it up to a hundred, I remember that very well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Arsenal at the weekend. Ready for that? You're looking forward to it? I suppose so. I want these games out of the way. I'd be, I'd be quite up for us playing all of our games back-to-back. Just one, one straight after, rolling straight into the next, so I know exactly what has happened. They've been trying to do that too, uh, or thinking about it for um, creating more interest in the Champions League semi-finals. Mm. It seems not enough people care about those really like thrilling games. Having do, them all at once. Do you think once. that doing our relegation back to back to back to back relegation running? I should say, I'm not. It's not confirmed yet. Would be the festival of football they're trying to promote for the Champions League. <laughs> yes, take Leeds, Everton, and Burnley, and all our opponents to a Mediterranean island with fireworks and paper. Great combination, those two together. And just have a week. See how, <laughs> see how <laughs> pans out. Whoever actually is on the flight back, they can <laughs> stay in the, the Premier League. The, the most players that make it back in one piece. Arsenal, they're having a weird season, aren't they? They're likely to finish top four, but it's absolutely impossible to know exactly what they're going to do on any given week because they're quite streaky. They go on a winning run and then they go on a losing run and then they go on another winning run and they lose some more. It's hard for Arsenal fan TV because they, they can't they don't feel comfortable to dig in on any one position because they just as they kind of get into the Arteta's shit, Arsenal need better, they then win like four games in a row and like, oh, okay. Can stay for a bit and I suppose it does look like we're in the top four and we have got a young team. But hang on, hang on, we've lost 3-0 at Palace. He needs to go and it's just nowhere to put him. Yeah. Um, and they, they lost they looked re- to Brighton as well. They yeah. looked really good when they played at Ellen Road earlier in the season. Brighton have broken the algorithm as well, by the way, mm. Moscow. You know, they've gone past their allocated nine wins every season. It is probably their greatest season in the modern era isn't it I think they've it is. won they've won 10 games but we amazing uh, we, we just stop there if I was them I was going to say we digress anyway Arsenal uh, what's going to happen how do you feel about it never mind what's going to happen how do you feel about it I feel like maybe we'll get something from this and I don't know why I think this is going back to the kind of hope is all we have left now possibly kind of I, I feel like it was so easy for them earlier in the season against our setup because essentially it was just Martinelli and Saka running past fullbacks, Odegaard with loads of space in the middle and the whole thing just didn't function properly and I feel like they'll be coming up against something very different this time around. Yeah, Admittedly, it could be different in the way that there's no width and we can't attack but at least they shouldn't score as easily. We lulled them into a false sense of security at Alan Road, is that what you're saying? Yes. Like we, we planned it. 
yes. prepared it by playing uh, just a bunch of kids Although, and losing 4-1. So there, there the was last an element, thing they'll expect. There was an element of that though, wasn't there? With Man City, if you think about it, like the, the switch between the first game where we got pummeled being wide open at 7-0 and we got pummeled at 4-0 <laughs> not being quite as wide open. But it, was, it wasn't really, a, like you said, it was a 3-1 game. I think you said on uh, Propaganda, you probably have accepted that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Where's, um, where's Benjamin White? He's, he's, not, he's, he's injured not, at the moment, I think. Is he? So he's, mm. this is, uh, we've got their best 11 that uh, well, who scored have put it on there. Well, that's from the last game, is that, that line that's oh, on okay. the sheet. So yeah, Ben White doesn't seem to have played. So I think I can only assume he is, he's out injured. But Eddie Nketiah played the last game, so it'd be nice to see him again, <laughs> maybe. Do you think he's bribable? Um, that's libelous to say, probably. I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, it's just your opinion <laughs> as to whether he might be. Who's the, most, he... who's the most bribable in the Arsenal team, do you think? I don't think we should get into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emil Smith Rowe is already a Leeds hero. That's true. So we could um, ask him to ask him for a favour. No money will change hands. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who's the? Let's say rather than asking who is bribable, who is the most generous of spirit? Granite Xhaka. Yeah, he's due a red card. I'm sure he, he deserved one last time he played them, as I remember, and I can't remember what he did. I just remember I didn't like it. It was well. This was the game, and I don't know if anything ever uh, settled from it. But wasn't he being investigated for the betting on that card? Remember. Maybe he was. Well, he was. Good. There was a big investigation about betting patterns in going into the last 10 minutes. Um, and we've heard no more since. Lots of money going on uh, Granite Xhaka to get booked. And lo and behold, he did, meaningless. And I think he was he was time-wasting when they were 4-1 up. So, But all the reporting around that stressed that there was no suspicion being placed upon him personally. So we should probably join in on that. And also, he was in the Swiss under-21s team with Gatano Berardi. And he's a good judge of character, so he'll probably say he's a good lad. He's just a normal man, an innocent man. Yeah. It's nice that um, Berardi got such a sing-song on Saturday. A bit strange, but I felt like that was the biggest song after marching on together was for um, Berardi. Well, we always do this, don't we? We we hide in comfortable places when things are going bad. That's what I was saying about Marsha's maybe not quite understanding the nuances of the way a Leeds crowd act when things are going badly. Like, we'll just start singing about Don Matteo because there's nothing else to do. It's just like, well, let's just have a fun time while not watching what is actually taking place in front of us. Speaking of the it's past. more about what songs do we like yeah. rather than... What's going on in front of yeah. us. Speaking of the past, there are unavoidable parallels with us going there in an all-blue kit, admittedly a Chelsea one in this case, mm-hmm. with when we went down last time and we saved ourselves. We didn't go down. At Arsenal. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It was the season after we went down, wasn't it? But Yeah, um, a, a darker blue kit and we lost 5-0. But we uh, we rescued ourselves at Arsenal, admittedly Highbury, not the Emirates. But let's not get into that. Um, Still London, but the, it's, it's basically it's, the same place. It's, it's irresistible as a as a prospect, isn't it? I mean, I'd rather we were going to but we're going to Watford again. To yeah. be honest, but that we, would, we're not. That would, Michael, we're not. It's time. <laughs> that would to, be nicer. It's time to face up to the truth. Here is that we need to pull something out of the bag. So let's start on Sunday. I mean, the other thing about that game, if we're looking for parallels, is that we were sort of we were all over the place in terms of the team lineup and. Injuries we had, and I'm just Simon Johnson played, didn't he? Memory, uh, yeah. Simon Johnson came off the bench, and it's listed here as a five-three-two, but I'm pretty sure we ended up with Dominic Matteo and Lucas Radaby were playing in midfield, um, and we had a back four of Kelly, Mills, Hart, and Dubry, <laughs> Eric Bakker, Harry Kewell, Jason Wilcox also on the pitch. So it was like Kewell and Viduka up front, Bakker and Wilcox as wide midfielders Gary Kelly and uh, not Gary Kelly Lucas Radebe and Don Matteo centre midfield and then that back four and Paul Robinson in goal because obviously we'd sold Nigel Martin for oh no Martin would have been on the bench still wouldn't he 
Yeah, this was a season we were playing Robinson, even though we had Martin. So even with that self-sabotage of a lineup, we went there and won. <laughs> so this is the day that Rafinha then, to draw the modern parallel, Rafinha goes there. This is his virtual also performance before he goes. Is he, I mean, physically speaking, would you say Galhart's got a bit more of the Vidukas about him? Yep. Bit of a stock, bit of a big ass on him. He's not he, as tall. But. Well, he's, he could be. Still not sure. He could be as tall. Yes. <laughs> You're suggesting he's still going to continue to grow at that, right? Well, just, I, we've discussed this. I'm still not sure if Galhart is a tall person or a short person. <laughs> I was reading an article the other day about men getting plastic surgery during lockdown. And do you know, there's you um, an operation you can have that makes you four inches taller. They basically break your femurs and put in an expanding titanium just, bar hang on a minute. that your bone grows around. Just think of posture at Dallas. Is he going to come back? A come six back. and a half <laughs> foot monster. But yeah, awesome. it's, it's done as a... It was pioneered as a, a thing to make people, if people who actually have differently sized limbs, yeah. to correct that. But now it's become a thing that. So basically, like the bone grows in the gap. Yeah. So the, and I think it, I think the thing that they put in it, it expands very slowly, so the bone kind of grows a bit at a time. I mean, it's the one place Dallas hasn't played his goalkeeper. So if he mm. added four inches, he might come back mm. as a new number one. Mm. Do it to Melia as well. Although well, I'm, I'm just uh, and his arms. Actually, I mean, I'm just looking at the tweets because Dallas has just tweeted in the last quarter of an hour as we record this um, Tuesday afternoon. And he's saying, uh, I'll, be fit, I'll be fit for the weekend. Thanks and so on. I've had amazing support, blah, 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 blah. Doctors, great stuff. Support I've received has meant the world to me and my family. Now it's time to focus on my rehab. I will be back from this stronger than ever. He probably will as well. Four inches taller. <laughs> bigger than ever. You never hear him say bigger <laughs> than ever, do you? But it's always an option. Uh. Feels like we're skirting around what's a going, bit, yeah. going on the, uh, at the Emirates at the weekend because uh, Arsenal, strengths and weaknesses, we always blather on about this. Well, because it's it's uh, created by the highly tuned algorithm at whoscored.com that has never let us down over the last decade of doing this podcast. Um, weak, uh, weak at avoiding individual errors. We can capitalise on that. That's Rafinha, yep. isn't it? Like Much Just like Rodrigo did against uh, Man City. Capitalise um, on those turnovers. That's why I was thinking of it wasn't Consuangelal who scored. He gave the ball to uh, Rodrigo. And we've got aerial duels as well. Dan James up there winning headers, um, defending against long shots. That's we don't really be... do that. It will click. Mm. 30 yards, 40 yards. Don't do that. We just did the t-shirts with him. He's our friend. Well, when did he last score from outside the box? Well, this weekend. Okay. I know good. that's projecting your question into the future, but let's be nice. Bob. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? What What do we expect from Arsenal? They're, they are a good team. I mean, objectively a better team than we are, but this doesn't feel as bad as it did going into the Man City game. They're beatable because they're idiots. <laughs> right. Man City are just impenetrable. Same mm. with Liverpool. You can't do anything. Whereas Arsenal... You kind of can. And I know last season disproved all that because what did we do at their place? We lost, didn't we? We were 4-0 down within about <laughs> half an hour, weren't we? <laughs> although, weird, times, although weirdly, we did, we did then score and it felt like we might have a comeback, strangely, yeah. because of the way we the way we used to be. And we had that FA Cup match as well when we were brilliant in the first half. Mm. And, um, it was Melier's debut, was it? It was. Mm-hmm. So essentially, there's no recent evidence to suggest we're going to win down there. Well, there's no recent, ev- there's no recent evidence to suggest we'll win anywhere <laughs> um, unless you look back more than the City game. How, how, um, how do you think we'll set up in this one? Do you think he'll go for a similar to... I think he'll pick 11, 11 players, the fit ones, I think they're going to play. Do you think he'll try and do similar to what we did to Man City there though? Because it kind of, it worked to a point when he because he said it felt like a win. I think he might do, but starting Rafinha as a wing back seems like a hell of a move. Well, I mean, I've got Shackleton suspicions. I think mm. he may come in there, and I'd like I wouldn't mind that. And you might, like you're, you're possibly likely to see one of uh, Cooper or Urente back in, aren't you? As well, which would then free up uh, Ailing to go further out. Yeah, so he could do that. But um, just as long as we don't 
do what we did against Palace. Which is what, offer nothing attacking? Yeah. Yeah, we are, we are at the point now where I think the point against Palace seems like a good point. Maybe we need to actually be a bit more progressive in some of these things. Goal difference isn't really something we can cling to, is it either? <laughs> no. So just like go for broke. Unless we're going to win 15-0 in this game, which seems unlikely. I mean, we're worrying about who's going to play right back, left back. Maybe we just forget about it and we just go, you know, Joffy, Greenwood, James, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Harrison, Max Dean, <laughs> Matteo Joseph. Cresswell can do a job up front. He can. He can be the Archie Gray. Target man. Archie, Archie Gray. Yeah. I mean, just play. We've, we've got Mark Jackson in as assistant manager, so we might as well play the kids. Mm. Attackers and children. That's what I think will work. Works for me. Great. I'm going to go for a Leeds win. <laughs> why not? It's all, yeah. it's all I've got left now. Yeah, why not? It's all I've got left. Yeah. Do you know what? The thing is with being pessimistic, you, you're more often than not right. You're more often than not right, but you don't get anything <laughs> from it because you just get to go, oh, I knew that was bad. At least when, you, at least when you're optimistic, I suppose you get a moment of thing is, I'm, uh, living in a, in a complete fantasy. I'm not actually genuinely optimistic. It's blind optimism, but like I said, it's my, it's my final refuge now in this season because I've had enough of it. I want it to be over. It will be in about three and a half weeks, one way or another. We, could, we need a twist in our favour at some point, don't we? Mm. Yeah, there's a slightly different tone to next weekend because Burnley are playing Villa on the Saturday and then us and Everton away at Leicester is at the same time. So which game do you watch? <laughs> um, do we watch Leeds at Arsenal? Do we watch Everton at Leicester? But yeah, that's that'll be quite exciting, won't it? Checking the scores, goal flash from Filbert Street. <laughs> Filbert Street. It's near there. It's yeah. still, still Filbert adjacent. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound that exciting to me. But... You'll love it next Sunday. You, you, you cannot... You might not be able to imagine it as a good time. I can't guarantee it will be a good time, but it, maybe it will be not a terrible time. So I'm going Leeds win, Michael. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Moscow. Yes. <laughs> Three Leeds wins. Great. We get nine points for that. And we'll pick a Ken Bates villain of the week first out of Heroes and Villains. Who do we have for uh, nominations for Villains of the Week. We've got loads that have come in from our TSB Plus members. Uh, should we start with Lucy? I mean, Lucy's we, covered all of them. So we should just read out Lucy's, really. More or less. I mean, did did get a follow-up tweet from Lucy, who forgot NFTs, by the way, from this list. <laughs> well, she, they, that hadn't happened then. Yeah, so, so it's a, it's an update. It's good that she's keeping up, keeping up to date, though. Good admin skills, wanting to let us know about that, yeah. <laughs> Making our life easier. If anybody knows Lucy, I would just, like, watch your step. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Feels like quite an angry person at the so moment. Let's do Lucy's list. I mean, these all say, to save time, I won't, I'll just say these all say, can fuck off at right. the end of them as well. It's Everton, Burnley, Man City, Chelsea, Watford, Frank Lampard and his comb over, injuries, Jack Grealish's brummy face, whoever decided paper sheets on the seat was a good idea, officials in the 23 game, the dicks who threw paper at Rafinha, hope and optimism, the Premier League and then NFTs Yeah, tagged on the end. I mean, to be fair to Lucy, Lucy did say, did I forget anyone? And she did. Left it open for any corrections that needed to happen. So excellent, good work, Lucy. Yeah, we got quite a few multi-nominations, didn't we? Stuart Dallas's FEMA, Mike Jackson and the Burnley Renaissance, which is a good name for a band. Quite like that one. Uh, apparently us as well. Us, because we have somehow influenced the football gods to to make this happen. This is Suicidal Pete saying we shouldn't have rubbished Burnley and Frank Lampard. Only to be usurped by both. They are rubbish, though. By telling me we only need 35 points. Well, that was a fair target at that point. Mm. I mean, if there's any, any club that can... You know, book the trend in that regard. Couldn't relegated with 45. <laughs> it's Leeds, isn't it? Are you Bielsa's love child, Moscow? I'd love to be. Um, because... If he turned out to be my dad, I mean, no disrespect 
That's a weird thing to say about your own dad, isn't it? No disrespect, dad. However, but you've been... If you were replaced by Marcelo Bielsa. You did a decent job. However, if I could go back. I wouldn't choose you again. No, I mean, given that the, the choice, I'll be quiet now. Right, uh, because Pete is uh, accusing you of only seeing, uh, of failing to see, sorry, that Bielsa only had one plan. Uh, which was say, all found out in year two, etc. I will say optimism or pessimism either way from us or indeed anyone else. None of it matters. No. Don't make any difference. No. I mean, it might make a, if you're in the stadium, it might make a tiny difference, but probably not as much difference as you think it makes. And as you've seen from the example on Saturday, pumped 4-0 and the stadium's singing like we've just won. So there's no, no real problem with that in that regard, is there? The bigger part being played, as um, Marvin points out, is by the uh, ancient Egyptians. Mm. Great they, bunch of lads, generally. They had much more yeah. influence for inventing paper. Um, so that ultimately led to Gary Neville having a go at a six-year-old scum prick, mm-hmm. which is true. Uh, he he did pick in particular um, on the child whose role in Grealish's corner taking I was celebrating. And, you know, if we are highlighting the actions of a child, it should be to celebrate their achievements, not to heap shame upon them, as Gary Neville attempted to do. And uh, as... Tom points out, he said, Gary Neville almost definitely sends his kids to bed at six o'clock with the lights out at 6.30 in the summer. It was, that was always weird, wasn't it, going to bed during the summertime when the, it's, there's lights still coming through the I'm, curtains. I'm having this argument with my children at this very moment. They're right. saying, I'm saying, well, you don't go to bed at half past four in winter, dear, so you do have to go to bed while it's still a bit light in, in summer. And they're like, ah, it don't matter. don't matter. <laughs> well, you're lying uh, to me. Animals. Do you think he sends Phil Neville to bed at that time as well? <laughs> still holds that whip hand. When do you think... Um, well, they're in bunk beds. When do you think Paul Scholes sends his children to bed? Oh, God. After he's nibbled there. After his home DIY podiatry. Anyway, paper thrower 8379, calling out Gary Neville for some of his co-commentary. Dallas has brought that on himself. He's done that himself. It was madness from Dallas. Uh, and he actually saw this weasel, he describes him as, sna- uh, sneaking into the ground before kickoff. Hood up, head down. Looked like the twat that he is. He wasn't the only harbinger of doom in the stadium on Saturday, but obviously because of the somehow he's connected to both clubs and it's still, it's probably a stain on both our histories. But Michael Brown was in the the press box doing um, co-commentary as well. It's never a good time when you see him. It's no wonder we went all championshipy and and like dark things started happening. Michael Brown appears. Not um, not there for the peak of either club, you would probably say, for Michael Brown. At least I think it was his City. fault. <laughs> would have been better if he wasn't there. Uh, Both pe- clubs. People weren't happy with, happy with the paper chuckers, by the way. Only a handful of nominations for the, the paper chuckers, but mainly the ones targeted at Rafinha, which didn't make any sense to me. The rest of it I thought was quite funny. Yeah, that was, I mean, throwing it at Grealish at 3-0 down, you know, whatever, I suppose. What um, else are going to do? I mean, Grealish gets a few nominations. They could have been for, rocks, um, they could have been rocks, Michael. For injuring Stuart Dallas, which is kind of harsh because he, he sort of doesn't. He's, he is, for once, an innocent bystander. He in had his, a goal. Grealish. He, that tackle on him that he got booked for wasn't great. My big grievance with Grealish is just that whole ragdoll act, you know, when the arms go flailing around. Just don't do it. Yeah. If we're going to go on uh, people who've got early bookings as well, Furpo gets a couple as well. Sean Kay uh, says it's like starting a game in nine men because not only does he have literally nothing, he also causes problems. He can't pass, he's slow, he can't tackle, gets booked early consistently. He's positionally diabolical and has nothing going forward. Also has a shit moustache. No, he has a lovely moustache. Let's not get carried away. Furpo is fucking dog shit. So if you're listening, Junior, oh. come on. And he was, We're right uh, behind you. Good, good luck for the final few He games. was making smoothies for kids last week on LUTV. He seemed like a very nice guy. 
So I'm sure, he's a nice too guy. Much, too much there, but well, we, we can't. The, you, uh, don't humanize him, Moscow. We can't do that. The booking in the first few minutes is a problem. You two are both nice guys. I do not want to see you at left back. Mm. But yeah, he's he's done well not to get sent off. If we're going to give him yeah. credit, because he seems he does like an early booking. And at Brighton, he really did try to get sent off and, and failed. And there was one attack in the second half that he no, it was the first half. I think he was linking up quite well with um, Clicky and Jackie down the left in moments, but yeah. Getting booked and then is not the best way to start against Raheem Sterling. On a similar tip, Graham wants to uh, nominate Rocky Jr. Says Rocky Jr. has obviously taken over Strauch's defending training this season. Mm. Bless him, Strauch, that is. And well, while we're slagging off our own players as well, Rodrigo <laughs> gets a fair few. Pass uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Sinking feelings. has had a couple of decent games under Martian was overpraised and now back to his usual self. Although it's against Man City. They are quite good. And they I don't think, let you do your best stuff, do they? And I suspect the reason he was put up front was so the ball would stick up there a little bit because he's a bit more experienced and physical. So the ball breaking to him on halfway with a big empty pitch in front of him is probably not the the bit of the job you wanted him necessarily to do. He should do. have been able to handle that well. Yeah, he should have just, just run it, towards the goal and pass it to your really good teammates so they can score. A number of people didn't like Jesse and his uh, on-pitch antics at the end. Costa Blanca suggests that he was acting like we'd won the AFC Championship game. A number of people not liking oil as well, which mm. came as a bit of a surprise. Gouldy uh, suggesting that the oil specifically of the Arabian Peninsula has been a problem in this one. Would like to say they've got gas as well in Abu Dhabi. Mm. So maybe we just broaden this out to like all hydrocarbons and the plankton that put them there. Killing the planet and the Premier League. Mm. Well, the NFTs kind of get rolled into this as well because one of the fringe drawbacks of the fact that nothing is gained from those Ukraine shirts being made into NFT form is the amount of fossil fuels that that, that the whole blockchain stuff uses. Like it's just completely unnecessary. And the whole, one of the problems with the, the war in Ukraine is the effect it's having on energy mm. around the world. So that's not helping. Mind you, if we do go down, quite happily see Ellen Road turn into a server farm and never have to go there again. <laughs> I'll feel at the minute. Oh dear. Roy Hodgson, don't give a shit, does he? Um, feels bad, man saying Roy Hodgson for not giving a flying fuck about Watford. Hmm. And this means that they're obviously bending over for Burnley and Burnley mentioned as well. I and can't maths, really, maths as well. I can't criticise somebody for not caring about Watford. Fair enough, yeah. Um, Maybe blame uh, Elton John for caring too much. Michael Jackson and Ben uh, says the ilkly arsehole. Michael Jackson and Ben, why couldn't Burnley have been bad for the rest of the season instead of every game of Thriller? Hmm. It's a Michael Jackson pun fest, isn't it? Uh, the board are getting picked out by uh, a number of people as well. No signings in January. Mm. Um, House of Stouts picks out Autorads and the city of San Francisco and all of its residents. The which bastards. Is, which is a little bit harsh. Mm. But yeah, going a whole season with no backups for Bamford or Phillips, who were mostly out, and scouting two international defenders in Yorente and Cock that can see four goals anytime they play together. Which they didn't play together on, on the weekend. No. And we still conceded four, so it's good that we've got replacements who can do a, the same thing. A flower head. P in San Francisco right now wondering what the fuck this has got to do with them. But yeah, I think the um the the full assessment of board criticism probably comes at the end of the season. I was going to say we can keep the uh, the powder dry on that one for a few weeks, can't we? Because you never know with our win at uh, the Emirates at the weekend, we'll um, escape all this, won't Possibly, we? We'll, we'll yes. be fine. Uh, Fat Frank and Chelsea obviously getting there. They get nominations every week since we've, we've yeah. been mired in this bloody relegation battle with them. Chelsea useless characters uh, and you know that they're just going to show up and play properly against us now don't you says Chris in London and finally then allowing football to be too important Mad Ken Starling 
hates himself for letting this shit to get to me as much as it does. Yeah, I must admit I'm on board with that because I've been quite unbearable the last kind of 48 hours, just been sulking about the place. Yeah. So trying to stay out of people's way, mainly. Is it football's turn to win this? Do football. We think? Football. Yeah. Because none of it was good at the weekend. It's supposed to be like a pleasant pastime that gives us pleasure. Which bring, it brings us back to what Lucy said, all of it. All mm. the things that were on Lucy's list. Football. The whole football... The one thing she doesn't mention. Military actually. industrial complex. <laughs> She's forgotten to mention uh, the football. Yeah, give it to football. Right, fine. Fo- football's having it. But football's going to restore our faith in it this weekend at the Emirates. Oh, the redemption is yeah. always... I mean, the villain It's villain of the week. We may love football again next week. Let's do the Katana Barati Hero of the Week award then right now. And start with Bobby Eyebrows, who's nominated this podcast for trying to keep it positive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. Uh, we'll see what happens eh? uh, the championship though Marvin is into the championship and it's wonderful football it's exciting isn't it more games bigger away allocations no VAR it's all good stuff it is all good stuff who's coming up um, Fulham Rotherham oh, Fulham. no way, no, they're going to oh. pass us on the way up oh yeah at least uh, season tickets won't be able to go up much more well they're already up aren't they you just get a few more games for your, for your money well exactly but they'll have to uh, put the brakes on any kind of uh, undo- I am trying to just pull any positives out <laughs> The paper chuckers uh, nominated as heroes as well for uh, having a bit of fun at the expense of Jack Grealish. I thought Grealish handled it pretty well as well, I have to say. Don't say these things. No. Okay. No, fucking. I mean, he didn't Fine. go to ground. If you, if you really wanted to overreg the pudding with that, you could have let a piece, piece of paper hit him and then gone to ground and rolled around like in a comedy way. Yeah. You know, in much the same way that Alisson caught that ball against Everton and then went to ground. Kind of. Make well, it wouldn't have been like funny that. though because he actually does do it all the time. No, that's true. Really. There's probably a point in that. that people have said about Stuart Alice's femur fracture is that it's the kind of injury you get in a car crash because of the velocity of something hitting something else. So Grealish got up from that absolutely fine. Exactly the same as he gets up from somebody just, you know, blowing on him as they they run past. You know, if he can survive something that Stuart Dallas suffered a terrible injury in part of the same incident, he doesn't need to make such a big meal of all the other stuff, does he? I think he's harder than he lets on and he needs to... uh, show it and also I just don't like it our fans then getting some love as well particularly for uh, for the noise at the end and, and for sticking with it all season says Ben it has generally been very very positive I think the Villa game it turned a bit I wasn't at Spurs but you said that was more of an eerie atmosphere than anything with people thinking this might be the end of Bale. It was like a wake or a funeral yeah, yeah I think Villa's the only time I can really remember proper anger this year yeah. people are like this is shit I want no part of it I mean you contrast the Spurs thing as well because Spurs was a lunchtime kickoff, wasn't it? So you don't have people that have been in the pub for hours like they did against Man City, for example. Five thirty kickoff always helps the atmosphere, doesn't mm. it? Like the South Stand in particular uh, carried the torch well, I thought. But you know, early kickoffs just start drinking early. It's mm. possible. It's an option for people, isn't it? Mm. If you want a good atmosphere. You could. I mean, the the paper that they gave out was it was pretty thick paper. You could have made it into instead of paper airplanes, you could have made it into funnels, and you you pour the beer down. Well, um, efficiency in drinking. On the paper, the marketing department... I should clarify that don't do that, kids. Singled out by Ken Bates, stole my seat, uh, or whoever was responsible for the missiles that rained down from the East Stand. Fucking brilliant idea. Hail down NFTs next time. Will not be a problem. Oh, I need to mention, oh, actually, a, a real-life person as a hero. As I was walking down with the magazines and stuff, a, a bloke stopped me and he said, he said, oh, this is uh, Mr. Sean, we listened to the podcast, said, say hello, Sean. And Sean went, Hello. <laughs> Which was great. It was genuinely the best bit of my day. Got quite a lot a, of a base in for a child. Was a child, Deitch. Yeah. He, was, he was good at it. Excellent. Well done. 
Stuart Dallas as well, as uh, as Rowan says, uh, poor fucker doesn't deserve this. He's. It feels like he's his many injuries have added up to this one somehow. He's been so indestructible for so long that when he does get injured, it had to be a bad one. So yeah, he'll be he'll be back. I'm sure he will. He'll be in training before the end of the season. And seven feet tall. Furpo did get some hero nominations. Marky Marked saying it's a bit of a stretch and I'm trying to be optimistic. But I did think going forward he looked better than he has done. I mean, Stuart Dallas. That's, there's there's a lot of caveats Stuart in that. Dallas has broken his leg in pursuit of uh, trying to keep Leeds United up. Junior Furpo not being abysmal at his job for a couple of occasions. And, mm. and Sean nominates him for not even trying to hide how bad a player is. He's making it so obvious, meaning the club now can now see we need a left-back in summer. I mean, there is a question around that as well. Would you like to see us sign a new left-back? <laughs> Just get Alioski back. <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone wanted rid of Alioski. Well, they didn't. Everyone thought we needed someone better than Alioski, and we've failed. Uh, Clicky gets a mention as well. So does Luke Ayling. Joffe uh, for putting himself about. Marsh gets a surprising nomination from Lord, Rod- uh, Lord Rogerio. Darko Marsh, his backyard kickabout style will be perfect for the second division. We've reached that stage, haven't we now? The gallows humour. Yeah, and and I mean, that's quite positive compared to Joe's, which is the impending climate crisis that will render all football and indeed life meaningless. Hoping it comes soon and I can forget I ever got so invested in this tin pot shite spot where overpaid characters kick a fucking bag of air around a fucking green rectangle. That's, I think that sums it up just about, doesn't it? Mm, on Cody Drama and Player of the Year <laughs> Cardiff so well done to him yeah. and everybody who voted for him uh, I think that pretty much covers all of it off doesn't it who's, who's having it Stuart yeah get well soon it's not just for I mean it's hard to nominate somebody as a hero for breaking the leg uh, it's not necessarily a heroic action but the last 122 games have been pretty heroic we wouldn't be here if he hadn't done all that the Derby County playoff semi-final would have been even worse if he hadn't been so good and he's had a tough year already with um, the stuff that was going on at the start of the year in his personal world so he needs cheering up doesn't he yeah and it's in keeping with the defiance that we saw from the crowd at the end of the game as well in supporting the team despite the adversity that Jesse Marsh then jumped on and pumped his fist <laughs> now now no need, let's just be nice about Stuart yep. and positive about his recovery and that we will use this bad moment as an inspiration. Bamford is going to look at his femur and he's going to think, my foot isn't so bad. They need me. I'm going to go out there, score all the goals and um, and then drive over to Burnley and he will... Pollute the water. Pollute the water, but also he's going to torch that Royal Deitch pub um, in memory of the times that Deitch had a go at him for his parents bringing him to training all that kind of stuff his dad could drive him there to torture him that'd be a nice a nice ending yes he's going to uh, make it personal that way and then I was going to suggest like he might drive over and like start having a go at Lampard but like, he'd probably just have like a glass of wine with him or something. one thing I hope my, my one hope for the remainder of this season because I feel like we've been poking Jesse Marsh a bit with a stick because he's just an easy target because well he made himself a bit of an easy target didn't he by doing the whole fist pumpy stuff I hope in another couple of weeks time He's doing that loads because we've stayed up at Brentford and then he'll be entitled to do it. I'd still quite like us to stay up at Brentford and to just go down the tunnel. <laughs> stay out of this. I mean, but, bring, and then bring Stuart Dallas out yeah. and we'll enjoy his company. And then actually he could, they could go out there and sing Mind the Gap, Thomas Frank, Mind the Gap again, couldn't they? Because we'll obviously never finish below them again. If Marsh does want to get into my good books, um, he has been talking about 
or wanting to kind of increase or decrease the piece on the the touchlines. If he headbutts Thomas Frank, yeah, I'm into that. Okay, there so we go, we've, we've got Burnley being torched by Bamford, Frank being filled in by Marsh. Anybody else? Maybe uh, Dallas can set about Frank Lampard with his crutches. I want us to remember this moment as we crown broken-legged Stuart Dallas, our hero of the week, as the low point of this season when we thought it couldn't get any worse because it might get better. I've thought that a few times this year. I've thought it can't get any worse. Well, if we're not bottomed out yet. <laughs> we keep finding, we keep plumbing those depths, don't we? I'm not even sure this is the worst. It's, I mean, the whole Spurs-Bielsa sacking thing was a huge moment I'm out just, of the I'm blue, just saying wasn't it? it could get better. Or worse. It could get better. <laughs> there you go. Then let's, uh, let's wrap it up on that positive happy note and we could in a couple of weeks when we wrap up the season we'll go haha weren't we miserable two weeks ago yeah. I mean we've just finished the match ball 30 and on that a few weeks ago we'd lost 4-0 at Man City and then a couple of weeks later we were champions maybe we could be Premier League champions this year yes I would settle for probably 17th yeah. okay there you go that wraps up the show for this week thank you for watching and listening we'll see you next time the match ball 